This is the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast with Rachel Spencer. Listen in each week for tips on ways to win media coverage and create content to make sure your pet business stands out from the competition. Hi, and welcome to the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about seven easy ways for you to approach a journalist if you've got a story about your pet business. So one of the things that I find people struggle with is knowing how to approach a journalist. Thanks to TV programs and what we might see in the media or on social media, there is a bit of a belief that journalists are really scary and that you have to be very wary of them and that it can be quite intimidating to approach them. But thanks to technology and also to social media as well, there are some really, really easy ways for you to approach a journalist. You don't need to have a PR company. You don't need to have anything really fancy or really professional to send them or anything, really. All journalists are interested in is getting great stories to go in their newspapers or on their TV shows or radio shows or in their magazines. So as long as you're going to them with a great pitch or story idea, that's all they want to know about. That's all they want to hear about. Um, So you don't need to have a really amazing press release or press kit or anything like that. All they really, really care about is getting a story. So what I'm going to do today is I'm going to talk about seven easy ways for you to approach a journalist. So first of all, you can follow the journal request hashtag on Twitter. So this hashtag is basically created by journalists and it's where they call out for people to help them with a specific story that they might be working on. So it's hashtag journal request. And if you're in America, it's hashtag help a reporter out, or it can be hashtag H-A-R-O. So if you go onto Twitter, and if you don't use Twitter very much, it doesn't matter. You don't have to have like loads of followers or anything like that. If a journalist is looking for something specific and you can help them, they don't care who you are or how many followers you've got. All they are really interested in is that you are able to help them with that story. So if you go onto Twitter and you find the journal request hashtag Have a good look through the hashtag and through the different kind of things that people are looking for. One thing that I do is I go onto Twitter and I put in hashtag journal request and then leave a space and I might put in pets or I might put in dogs and then it will bring up different requests that are related to pets and dogs. So that's it's like a search engine like you'd search for on Google, but instead you're searching on Twitter. So the journal request pulls together all of the different requests that journalists are looking for. You'll find blogger requests on there as well. You might find things for podcasts as well. So there's all kinds of different opportunities on there. And as long as you have got something of value to give that journalist, as long as it's relevant to the story that they're talking about, then you can then go and respond to that journal request and potentially help them out with the story. So rather than think, oh gosh, it's a really long and painful process, I'm going to have to write a pitch, I'm going to have to write a press release, all you have to do is respond to a tweet. And it's also reframing the relationship that you've got with the journalist. So I think quite often business owners can think, I've got to approach a journalist, they might think I'm annoying or a nuisance, or they might think I'm being, you know, I'm trying to be too pushy, or I'm trying to boast about what I'm doing. Whereas if you're just a responding to a tweet they've asked for something out there on twitter and then you've responded and you can help them and that's completely reframing the relationship that you're having with them and you're actually helping them rather than being you know annoying they're going to be really grateful to you as well and it's a brilliant way to get coverage i've had so many people who i've worked with who've got great hits out of the the journal request hashtag i've had really good um, coverage myself from it i often find case studies for other journalists on there I had a lady called Nikki who ended up going in the Daily Mail, which is read by like 40 million people worldwide. And that was from a 
journal request hashtag tweet on Twitter. So it's really good. Have a look through them. You'll see some really funny things on there as well. And I think you'll really enjoy having a good rummage around journal request on Twitter. So the second thing to do is you can join Facebook groups. So it's really great having social media now because this is where there are dedicated groups where journalists will go to looking for experts and case studies. So by experts, I mean you might they might want to speak to a dermatologist, they might want to speak to a dog trainer, they might want to speak to a vet, or they might want to speak to somebody who makes, you know, boutique clothes for cats. So they will go into different Facebook groups and they will say, can anyone help me with X, Y, Z? So because pets are such a huge part of our lives, many reporters are writing about them. And if they need expert comments to go with the features, whether it's about, you know, pet health, pet obesity, something like that, they will quite often post in Facebook groups about it. So there are two key groups that I would recommend that you go and join. So the first one is called Feature Me. So that's Feature, then Dash Me. And that is run by two Daily Mail journalists called Jill and Sadie. Um, they write for other publications as well. And they have lots of great opportunities in there for all kinds of different features. And what happens is generally, if they write a feature about you, or they're asking you to be an expert to comment in one of their features, sometimes they may mention your business as well. Either way, even if they don't mention your business, but let's say you are a dog walker and you are, you're called Rachel Spencer, you're a dog walker. If people Google Rachel Spencer dog walker, then they are, if I've been in an article on the Daily Mail about dog walkers with those key search terms, I will come up in Google. So you still get the benefits of it. So the second group is called Lightbulb Entrepreneur and Press Hangout. So again, Lightbulb as in what you put into the light on your ceiling um, and the rest of it's fairly self-explanatory. And that's run by another former journalist called Charlotte. And again, it's where lots of journalists go and hang out and lots of entrepreneurs go and hang out. So it's cutting out the middleman of having a PR company. The journalists are in there looking for people to help them with stories. And the entrepreneurs are in there because they're looking to connect with journalists and to possibly get publicity opportunities from it. So just as an example of an opportunity from Lightbulb, I have worked with a dog trainer from Newcastle called Sue McCabe, and she runs a company called Mutamorphosis. Sue was my dog's trainer when I first adopted him. Um, we'd actually done a feature together where she'd given me expert comment on what happens when people get divorced and the impact of the breakdown of a relationship on their dogs. A few months later, somebody was in the light bulb group and she posted asking about, did anybody know an expert who could talk about the impact of divorce on dogs? I'd already written about it, so I could put Sue McCabe forward. She ended up going in the Telegraph and her business was mentioned. They used a photo of her as well. So she got some great publicity and that was literally just from a quick post in a Facebook group. She didn't have to send out any fancy press releases. She'd actually done the interview already. So it was literally a case of me having a quick conversation with her on the phone, asking if that was okay with her and sending off the quotes to the journalist. That's a fantastic piece of publicity there for Sue. So the other thing that you can do, the third idea that I have for you for ways to approach a journalist is to actually read the publication that you want to be in, because quite often you'll find requests in the publication itself. So I used to live in Warrington and every time I go home, I always pick up the Warrington Guardian because it was my, my old local newspaper. So I went home last weekend, had a look through the Warrington Guardian. And as I was looking through the different pages, I could see little boxes on the page where it would say, have you got a story? We want to hear from you. And it would give you an email address and phone number of the reporter who was dealing with that section. So if you're thinking, let's say you live in Warrington and you, you 
want to contact the reporter who looks after Stockton Heath, you could go pick up the paper, have a read through it, find the Stockton Heath page, find the name of the reporter, and there they are asking for you to get in touch with them. So you could even start your email by saying, hi, Sarah, or whatever the reporter's name is. I saw your piece in the paper asking for people to come forward with stories. I have a story about X, Y, Z. So if you're feeling nervous again about pitching, you're actually helping them by getting in touch. So that helps you overcome that that slight lack of confidence, doesn't it? Also, when I was looking in the Warrington Guardian, there were different sections as well. Like in the business section, it was asking for people to get in touch with business stories. So have a good look through the different publications that you want to feature in and you'll find these little nuggets which will explain to you and also reinforce, just explain how to get in touch with them and also reinforce just how easy it is for you to get publicity. So the fourth idea I have for you is networking events. So while you might go to lots of different kinds of networking events, usually there's lots of different businesses in the room. It's not massively likely that you're going to meet a journalist from like a local newspaper, but you never know. So if you go to like a networking event, or maybe if you hear that a journalist is speaking at a networking event, it's definitely a great time to go along and try to have some time with them. So say if you're at an event, you meet a journalist, then you start chatting to them, be interesting, be interested in them, ask them lots of questions, ask them about the kind of stories that they look for, try to get as much information from them as possible and then when you then you know that when you go to them with an idea you're doing exactly what they asked you for you've asked them what they need and you're trying to basically fulfill that need for them so if you go to an event and you meet a journalist start relationship building build that rapport with them take along your business card take their business cards I know that sounds very old-fashioned but it's really people do like to you know have something that they can refer back to get their email address once you've got the business card as soon as you get back send an email to them and just say, hi, I met you at XYZ Business Event. Really good to chat about what you're looking for. This is what I do. Please bear me in mind if you need any help with XYZ. And then you can explain to them, you know, the way that you can help them. Now, I have this happen quite a lot and I will need to speak to loads of different experts for lots of different stories because I work, you know, quite across a broad range of topics. So somebody gets in touch and says, you know, I'm a psychotherapist and I can help you if you ever need any expert comment on eating if you're writing a story about eating habits or something like that I would be more than happy to file their email address away and then if I need the expert I've got someone easy who's to hand I don't have to go and go on Twitter and put out a journal request I don't need to have to ring around PRs I don't need to ring up other organizations that person's made it really easy for me bear in mind that journalists are really busy people they've got deadlines they have to move quickly they have to turn stories around really quickly so if they've got your details and you can help them you're doing them a favour. The other thing to do when you are going to a networking event is have an elevator pitch really clear in your mind. So when you're chatting to a journalist, you don't waffle on, you don't miss an opportunity to pique their interest. So for example, I did a PR programme recently with a lady called Karen Rhodes, and she runs a brand called Luxury Dog Hampers. So if she was to meet a journalist, she would introduce herself as the owner of a luxury dog hamper business, think Fortnum and Mason for dogs. Now, that's a great way for her to introduce herself. She would stay in people's minds. I think the Fortnum and Mason thing made me think of the Queen. But anyway, so Karen would say, yep, hi, I'm Karen from Luxury Dog Hampers and I make luxury hampers for dogs. Think Fortnum and Mason for pets. So it's simple and punchy. It makes an impression. And if they were ever writing about pampered pets in future, Karen would pop back into their mind, wouldn't she? Because she's got these fabulous luxury dog hampers and that's right up right up the journalist street if they're writing about pampered pets so the other way to connect or approach a journalist is 
do you have any friends or family who could introduce you to them? So a personal recommendation always means that, you know, you just have that connection, you've got that common ground. So bear in mind when a journalist is sat at their desk on a Monday morning or whatever whatever day of the week it is, they are going to have loads of different brands and PRs and contacts vying for their attention in their inbox. However, if you can say, you know, I'm so-and-so's sister or you you used to work with my friend Sarah, then you've already got that connection, haven't you? So if you can get a recommendation from a friend or family member, then you're one step ahead of everybody else. So like in the example above with Karen, make sure what you, you can explain what you do really succinctly and try to think about how you can give value to their readers. Let's say you, you run a cat hotel. If it was like National Love Your Cat Day and they needed to write a feature about something to do with cat, something cat related, you could get in touch with them a few weeks before and say, just getting in touch because it's National Cat Day on the 14th of April. I wondered if you might like to um, speak about, you know, my whether you might like a piece about why people love their cats so much. And you could talk about your luxury cat hotel and how cat owners are prepared to spend £20 a night when they go on holiday to put their cats in your luxury cat hotel. You could maybe get some figures and that kind of thing. So again, you've got that common ground. You know who the person is. You can get when you go and pitch to them, you've got that mutual connection. You're giving them something that's newsworthy and it just means that you're that little bit more likely to get the yes, which is what we all want, isn't it? So the other thing that you can do as well is you can look at their regular pages and pitch an idea. So this might be for a freelance journalist or it might be for a staff journalist. But if you've got like a particular publication that you really want to target, let's say you're a dog walker in Croydon, for example, like one of my clients, Harriet. So she really wants to get into the Croydon advertiser. So what I would suggest that Harriet did was get the Croydon advertiser get the physical paper obviously we've got the online as well but actually getting the paper is really helpful because you can have a really good look through so if you were Harriet you'd go and get the Croydon advertiser you'd have a really good read through the different sections you'd maybe look for different pages or areas or sections that you might be able to fit into Um, and if there was a particular journalist you wanted to connect with you might have a read of their articles so you know the kind of things that they like to write about so let's say for example they have a gadget column every week where they feature a particular product Um, let's say they feature like cat technology products and you make a cat door that's activated by the pet's microchip, you could then get in touch with them and say, hi, Sarah, or whatever the name is. I really enjoyed reading about the cat activity tracker in your column this week. I've recently launched a cat door, which is opened by the cat's microchip. And I wondered if this might make a feature for your gadget column. So what you've done is you've done a little bit more than what many, many people do. You've actually done your research, you've tried to think about how your product or service might fit in, and you're giving them something of value, so you are helping the journalist. So again, we're reframing that thing where we're thinking we're not selling, we're actually, we've recognised that they have a need to fill this space in the paper or in the magazine or on the website or on the radio show, and you're giving them something that's appropriate to go into that space. So that's another great way to connect with a journalist. The final thing that you can do And I put this at the end because everybody thinks that you need to send a press release and quite often you don't. Quite often all you need to do is to send a pitch. But the final thing that you can do is you can send a press release. So a press release is a document and what it does is it contains all the vital information the journalists need to know so they can decide whether a story is of interest to them or not. Now if a press release is really, really good, it would be written in exactly the same style as a paper and it can literally be copied and pasted in its original form and used as a story. So with the press release, when you actually lay out a press release and format it and everything, you write out the headline as a journalist would do. You write out the intro, 
which is the first, that's the introduction into the story. So you tell the story in the first paragraph. Then you kind of build the story. It's like a pyramid. So you build and build and build all the different details in there. You will have maybe some quotes in from yourself, maybe some quotes in from another organization. And then you will summarize the story at the end and you'll put in the vital information that the journalist and reader needs to know as well. So let's say you're organizing a dog festival. You would talk about where the dog festival is, why you've organized it, who it's for, when it's happening, how people can find out more. You might have some quotes in from from you as the organizer. You talk about the activities that dogs and their families can enjoy. At the end, you would have a call to action. So you would explain what time the festival is, when it's being held, where it's being held, how people can find out more information, how much the tickets are, maybe have like a website link or a social media link. In the notes to editor section, you'd put in some information about you as a festival organiser, along with your contact details. So then if the journalist gets a press release and thinks, yep, I want to follow this up, I might want to know a little bit more about it, then they can get in touch with you. They've got all the information they need. Or if they really like it, they might literally just copy and paste it, put it on the page and off it goes. So what I have, which I think you'll find really helpful, is I have a press release template. And that is literally where it talks you through each section that you need for a press release. And it's on a temp- on a PDF template. So it tells you which little bits need to go in here and which little bits need to go where. Um, and then it comes with a series of emails with lots of different ideas as well. So if you would like to download the press release template, what you can do is go to the show notes from this episode. And then there will be a link in there which will say pet business press release series and then you'll get the template and then over the course of I think it's over the course of seven days you get an email every day explaining a little bit about how to use the template what journalists are looking for how to pitch and how to kind of create your own story so to conclude the more creative you can be in the way that you approach journalists then the more likely it is that your story will be covered so when you look at these like seven different things that you might need to do it looks like you have to do a lot of work What I'm doing here is I'm giving you really kind of different and effective ways to get in front of a journalist and to make sure that you're giving them something of value and something that they actually want. So quite often people just send press releases out to, you know, editor at Warrington Guardian, send them out willy-nilly. They haven't done any of this relationship building. They haven't done any of the research where they can actually find out quite easily how to get in front of a writer and how to give them what they want. So if you follow these tips, I think that you'll be far, far more successful in sending out your pitch or your press release and connecting with journalists than you would be if you just sent things out. A scattergun approach where, you know, you're just kind of sending things out. You don't know anything about the person. You don't know anything about what they're interested in. You don't know anything about the title. So it does take a little bit more time, but it is a lot more effective. And also once you've done this, once you've put these little steps into action, then you're also going to start to build a network of contacts as well. So in time, you'll have your own contacts list where you can think, okay, I've got a story idea. I think it would work really well for such and such a person at such and such a radio station or TV show or magazine or newspaper. And then you've got, you know, you're doing your own PR. You're doing a brilliant job putting your stories out there about your business and getting your name out there. So it does take time, but it can be done. So finally, I hope you found that episode helpful. The final thing that I would suggest you do if you're not already in my Facebook group then go along to Facebook and if you put in publicity tips for pet businesses, then that will take you to my Facebook group. You can come along and join. In there, you'll find lots of other pet business owners. You'll also find lots of stories as well of pet business owners who've used my press release template 
or who've written a press release or who've followed these tips that I've given to you here in this episode and they've got really, really good media coverage. So that's a great place for you to go and hang out and it will be fabulous to see you there. That's publicity tips for pet businesses and if you just do a search for it on Facebook, that will take you straight to the group. Thank you for listening to the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast. For more free resources and ways to promote yourself as a pet entrepreneur, visit www.publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk.